Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I am Brody Brown here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Sharon Tharp. Thank you for the invite. And Gwen Flamberg. Hey, guys. Are you guys ready for a really another dose of the hottest news of the week? No splits this week. Oh, no, there's a split this week. There's always a split. There's always a split. In Hollywood. There's a death. There's a breakup. And there's just some general messiness and joy in another week of our Hollywood podcast. Let's dive into it. We need to tackle the biggest story first, unfortunately, and also the saddest story that we've been tracking over the last week. And shockingly, on Monday, we said goodbye to Luke Perry, the beloved Beverly Hills 90210 alum. Luke Perry, no one was expecting this after the news of his massive stroke um, in late February. Gwen? It was a total, total shock. I'm still getting over this. I can't even really process it. Um, I mean, first of all, it's like the guy has a massive stroke and you just don't think that someone who's 52, even with a massive stroke, is is going to kick the butt, the bucket the same week. And it's, it's too hard to even fathom, but let's just celebrate the life of Luke if we can. Let's just roll it back, okay? 90210. I was always Team Dylan. Dylan McKay. No, wait, what about you? No, I, honestly, don't, don't look at me like that because I didn't watch TV in high school. I wasn't allowed. So I, I can't, I have That's to pass. On, okay. I didn't watch, I only could watch Jeopardy and Life Goes On, but I, <laughs> I did not watch, I don't do an hour. So you're Team oh, Alex okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always That's team why Alex. you're so smart and you know oh so many interesting facts. God, all the drinking has, has numbed that. But, um, <laughs> but yes, okay. But Dylan McKay Dylan. was just formative for so many women, especially women in my generation. It was like, this was the classic hot drifter, bad boy with a big heart character that, you know, is basically the reason why I'm in my 40s and single. You know, like I've always She's been saving herself, like Sharon Clueless for Luke Perry. Oh no, but it's talk, really more talk. like you just kind of fall for these characters that are so kind of like broken and you want to save them and you think you can save them. And women really do believe this like you know stars are just like us and we got a real 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 talk Sharon what what about you what what did you feel when Luke passed and we we received the news I mean honestly I didn't grow up on 90210 either I was more of like a Dawson's Creek girl she's millennial like yeah, Pacey Witter was kind of like my Dylan McKay yes Pacey is in that, that he's area. on that yeah. he's, he's that prototype like of man there'd be no Pacey yes, if there wasn't like Dylan. who was into Dawson no, no one, one. <laughs> they were into Pacey like I'm sure you watched Felicity yeah um, am I right Noel or Ben once ben, she cut her hair obviously. I started watching 
But anyway, I, I mean, honestly, I spent a lot of this week checking in on Sarah because she is the biggest 90210 fan anytime it comes up in the office. So Gwen would, is looking at me because she's like, you're too young for this, but no, I'll tell you why. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when I was in middle school, I fell in love with TV, and I literally, like, did— I mean, I had friends, but, like, I wanted to stay home. And we had a TiVo, and I was, like, one of the lucky ones who had a TiVo and had a lot of channels, direct TV, God bless my parents. And there was SoapNet, and there oh, was 90210, yeah. Melrose Place, yep. The O.C., like, all those shows. And then, like, the soap operas aired at night. So I would tape everything yeah. and print out the episode guides from TV oh Guide God. because they aired them out of order. And mm. I sat there, and I checked what? off until I saw every episode of 90210, Melrose Place, Gilmore Girls, The O.C., like, all the teen oh, dramas of it Gilmore all. Gilmore Girls. Because I, I was too young when they were on. And then I started getting the DVDs, and it's just, it was like, but I was, like, binging before yeah. Netflix Gave us the platform. That is well, freakish let's just, you know, and so right? charming. <laughs> For any of our listeners who might not have been huge 90210 fans, the reason why I think that it was the ultimate mm-hmm. in teen dramas is it was this this family, this this twin brother and mm-hmm. sister who were from the Midwest. They were like Minnesota. from yeah. Minneapolis. And they all of a sudden move to Beverly Hills, California with the zip code 90210. <laughs> is that where that came from? And, yes, of course. <laughs> and their friends are like very kind of rich and glamorous mm-hmm. and fabulous. And the one who is the ultimate coolest <laughs> was Dylan McKay, who lived in a hotel, you guys. No parents. There would driving be, around his hot car. There would be no gossip girl. No, no. there would be no, no. Gossip girl. no, there would be no teen drama. And with Dylan, I was so I was definitely a Dylan and Brenda girl. But I was a Kelly and, oh, yeah, Dylan and Brenda and Kelly and Brandon. So that's why I didn't like, I liked Dylan with Brenda. But then when Shane and Doherty left the show, I was, like, not about Kelly and Dylan. But I also shipped Dylan with Tony Marchette, Rebecca Gayhart, the wife who died after, like, six Aww. episodes. And what a strange, you know what was so strange this weekend? When we talked to Shannon Doherty on a, on a carpet and she said he's going to be great. And I think, unfortunately, that gave a lot of people some false hope because fans were looking for any nugget of information. There was so little that was released. Yeah. Um, his publicist spoke at, at one point to say he's not in a medically induced coma. And there was an original statement saying that he's, you know, doctors are observing him at a hospital. But people wanted any other update. And they saw Shannon Doherty said he was going to be great. And unfortunately, I think that gave people a a lot of false hope. And then next thing you know, he had passed away and that news broke. And then Shannon, of course, shared her thoughts on Instagram. But how devastated she was. In hindsight, we probably should have prepared for this. I mean, a massive stroke is like not a small thing. Like a lot of people don't come back from having a stroke. Or if they do, their motor skills are different. Like, it's a big deal, and I, I don't know if we processed it. We're like, oh, Luke Perry, he's only 52, like you said. Right. I, I just didn't think that was going to happen, and I think that's why it was such a shock, too. And he's on the show right I now. Know, he's on Riverdale. Oh, he's amazing on Riverdale. He's so good on Riverdale. It's so sad. I mean, it's so sad for so many reasons, but it's been so interesting as someone who, you know, would be more likely to know him from Riverdale, which I do watch. It's, like, been fascinating for me to watch these, like, two generations, like, be devastated over the same thing for different reasons. And he really is great on Riverdale. And the hot dads of Riverdale are, like, this whole new thing right now. And it's so sad. And it's they already said that they're going to um, dedicate the episode that comes out tonight and for the rest of the series run to Luke. You know, it's so remarkable about the fact that he's on Riverdale. I was going through all of our old files and interviews with him. And in 2009, we talked to him two times, one in May, once in May and once in October. And our reporter said, what are you working on right now? And he said, nothing. And they said, what do you want to work on right now? He said, nothing. I'm the one actor in this room who hopes to never work again. Wow. wow. And then we said, so you're not going to reprise Dylan McKay? And he said, um, 
This no. must have been right when the new 90210 was out. Probably. Um, that was like 2008. Yeah, so. and he said, that was it right, bef- right yeah. before. He said, um, no. And then about the weather, he said, it's so funny. These girls in their dresses trying to be warm and sexy and they're freezing. <laughs> okay, we'll forgive that because you passed oh, wow. away. But, <laughs> but then, then when we talked to him again in October, this was like the most like – 2009 ask interview that I found because this is at a Simpsons like 20th anniversary event. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and and he's being really sort of cagey with our reporter. We asked, "Do you watch 90210?" He shakes <laughs> his head. We said, "Do you want to?" He shakes his head. Then we said, "Would you guest star on it?" He shakes his head. We said, "Okay, do you ever talk to Tori?" As in spelling. <laughs> he shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> and so then our reporter goes to a very typically 2009 question and said, "Okay, how about this? Give me your opinion on Balloon Boy." And he said, the parents are stupid idiots. Yeah, that's bad. That's wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And then our reporter said, yeah, I guess the sheriff of the town came out today and confirmed it was actually a hoax. hoax." And Luke said, stupid. Wow. Wow. I know. It's so 2009. And then he he said he loved The Deadliest Catch. That was his favorite show on TV. It's a great show. I I mean, totally. He he didn't have an iPhone. He's a guy's guy. Of course he's a guy's guy. And he doesn't have, like, Instagram. No. So he's writing these cute tributes to him. I just loved so much the story that Colin Hanks posted. Yes. About him being on a plane. And always having balloons for the kids who are, like, fighting. Yeah. I mean... But you know what's so interesting? So they were, they're supposed to be doing a 90210, like those special episodes yeah, that, summer. that a bunch yeah. of the people have signed up for, but he had not signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I really don't think he was going to. As of 2013, yeah, when we talked— he was ready to like move yeah. on from that role yes. and, and be seen. You know, I think for a lot of people who play these very—you um, know, they're, they're like major roles. They're roles that define—they come to define— the, the the actor and sure. they, pop culture they're totally huge. but you know it's like they almost like can't get away from it mm-hmm. and I think that he really wanted to be considered Luke Perry and not Dylan McKay and he wanted to move away from playing Dylan McKay for that reason yeah even in 2013 when we talked to him we said do you what about a 902 and reunion he said I don't see it but but when he came into the office in 2012 for a luncheon, were I you sat there for next that? to him. Oh I my did. god, I did. did you I was die? trying to not talk about this. I might get sad. I might cry. Uh, it was Brody. like an hour long. So found, he was doing. It. He had done like a mini series that was like a yeah. western. Yes. And Jason Friesland directed a made for some TV of it or movie that was a western. So he was wearing like dad jeans, you guys, and like a western belt. Yeah. And he didn't look like Dylan McKay to me, but he. He was just so, like, down-to-earth and cool. I sat next to him, and I told him how, like, I revered the character so much. And, and he was just, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's rare these days, especially when someone's trending, whether they, they died or whatever, that people are all, like, on the same side. Yeah. And there has not been one negative story no. about Luke Perry from fans that are sharing stories from co-stars. I mean, it's just, it's devastating. Yeah. I feel like, though, he did get a little bit of... Uh, he embraced uh, like Riverdale so much, and I mm-hmm. almost feel like it was like a renewed sense of like he liked yeah. acting again. Yeah. yeah, that's the sense that I got. So maybe he probably wouldn't have done the nine hundred two one zero, but I wouldn't think it was as crazy as I did maybe five years yeah. ago. I think he loved being from everything the Riverdale people are saying, including like the creator, that he really was like a mentor to these kids. Yeah. And like, as it's a different yeah. kind of fame now with like Instagram, but like the nine hundred two one zero people were like chased in malls and like sure. crazy stuff, is from what they've all like said. So. It's. I think he's kind of was guiding them almost, and like Aww. this is what it's like to be on a hit show, and like now we're I'm on another one in this era, and like this is what happened to me. Like, yeah, Fred Andrews was a very definitive character as well. Like that's something that I think he, you know, it's funny. It's like who would have ever thought Luke Perry character actor, but like he really was. 
He's got, and he he looked so good with so age. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked so. Oh, good. totally hot dad. Definitely. Yes, find me a builder like that. Oh, <laughs> cheers to that. Okay, now let's let's move on to the Bachelor. Um, I want our Bachelor expert extraordinaire, yes. Sarah Hero. Here she is. So He's, what, what is going on? Oh it's like God. so em- <laughs> embarrassing and sad and upsetting. And you know, uh, yes. sometimes they hype it up as the most dramatic episode of The Bachelor ever, and a lot of times they don't deliver. But this definitely is in a top five all time. Yes. So our boy Colton, you know, still a virgin. Just wanted to get, finally made it to Fantasy Suites, ready to lose it to Cassie. He, you know, Tasha had her date. They did not sleep together. They they just talked. Boring. So then, Cass- oh, I mean, that's cute. <laughs> that's Sorry. cute, right? So Cassie's the next date, and Colton, he has this. He is smiling. He's like, he tells the camera, he's like, "This is it. Like, I'm in love. I'm ready." Then Lights you flash the candles. Flash the, you flash to Cassie, homegirl, not smiling. No, she's like. Devastated because she just found out that her dad did not give Colton permission to propose. Oh. So she goes, Colton tells her this, and she's like so shook. She's like, What do you mean my dad didn't give you permission? And then she's like, Oh, whatever. And then the dad shows up in Portugal and is like, There's a problem with this relationship, Cassie. Like, you shouldn't have doubts. Like, I don't think this is the guy for you. So then she breaks up with Colton, who is visibly shaking. He's freaking out. He breaks all the rules and is like, I was going to pick you. I love you. We don't have to get engaged. Like, do you get it? I was going to pick you. And she just goes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then she left. And then he jumped the fence to get away from the producers because he was so upset. And he knew he couldn't go back after that. Once you tell the one girl, yeah. I was going to pick so you, he can't was, go pick another girl. Yeah. Tasha and Hannah G were left. I'm pretty sure Hannah G just never gets her hometown. I mean, her uh, fantasy sweet date. Tasha, they're going to have to break the news to these girls that Colton has left the set, yes. most likely to go find Cassie. That's so Messy. awkward. He literally broke all the rules. He was just like, we don't have to get engaged. We can do anything you want. I'm going to pick you. And she was just like, sorry. <laughs> and then he ran away unmiked. And a source told us that the production was really shocked. They were they had no idea where he was. They were like, what the hell is actually going on? It was so on? dark out. Chris Harrison was just like, he just dumped, jumped the effing fence. He was like, Colton. That it was, was amazing. <laughs> that was the hottest Colton's ever been. Because I've totally. never found Colton attractive. But when he jumped the fence, I'm like, oh, yeah, go. Go jump <laughs> yeah. the fence. It reminded me that he was on a practice squad of an NFL football team at one point in his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something cute happening there. But no, didn't Chris also struggle to open the gate? Yeah, yes. so after <laughs> Colton so jumps over it, Chris Harrison can't even get out of the, oh. the Portugal resort that they're staying in. <laughs> and Colton said chic. once he jumped, he thought he was just going to jump into, like, production. Yeah, like, like run t- into more people. You know, at craft, craft services or something. But he's like, no, I was in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. so awkward when you're trying to make, like, an angry exit. And you're like, wait, uh, I actually can keep going and running. Like, how much further do <laughs> I go? He doesn't have a cell phone with him. They're like, where is he supposed to go? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, you know, you mentioned the V word, virgin, and we actually, our team compiled a video of all the times that they've said virgin this season. It's actually not that that many, but it takes about two minutes to get through. <laughs> while while our, our listeners are listening to that, we are going to do a new segment called White Women Can't Rap, But They Can Write Bad Poetry. And we are each going to write an impromptu poem that um, we only have about a minute and a half to do. I'll about what? Of, about Colton. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Everyone and about on, this season. Brody doesn't give us a heads up be, on anything no, he wants no, us you, to do. You all gave is me a look gonna of Is it going to be a haiku? Can it be a yeah, haiku? Yeah, it, be, it is a poem. I, I did not give you any structures. I don't have, right, You know what? Here's to, a pen, oh, and you guys you. can go. Okay. There you go. All right. Wait, all right. Sam, our producer, can you let us know when you're ready to start? Uh, ladies, And you might want to take your headphones off so you don't hear all the times that say virgin. I'm going to be inspired by it. Yes, you could choose to be inspired by this track. All right, we're ready to go. 
God, please let me survive this fall. I still have to lose my virginity. I don't know what I'm missing yet, but I heard it's really good. Amen. The first time I tried to date a virgin, and come to find out, he's a virgin. When I got a hold of him, he was not a virgin anymore. Like, I'm not a virgin. For you, it was being a virgin. But for me, it's not <laughs> being one. I'm not a virgin. I'm not a virgin. I actually... I'm a virgin. Like, why are you a virgin? Now that I've popped your cherry, we <laughs> oh, don't boy. need to talk about virginity. <laughs> Hopefully, after tonight, Colton won't be the virgin anymore. Will he lose his virginity along the way? This virgin moves fast. He doesn't even know that I'm a virgin. First virgin bachelor. I am the first virgin bachelor. I know that he's a virgin. Here's the virgins and virgin cocktail. I have not dated a virgin since I was 12. I lose my virginity. When I lose my virginity. Could Colton lose his virginity in Singapore? Maybe. Colton's virginity. I'm just glad that nobody's talking about mine anymore. Has to do with your virginity. I'm being a virgin. Well, I hear you're a virgin. Why he's a virgin. At least he's a cute virgin. Everyone knows you're a virgin. He guesses very well if you're a virgin. I was a virgin. To be a virgin. Um, you're a virgin. Yes. Like, why... Are you a virgin? And I had to bring up the virgin thing. My virginity is almost... About your virginity? I'm curious about that. About my virginity. Virginity? Virgin. Virginity. He's a virgin. He is a virgin. Colton is a virgin. Virgin. About my virginity. Virginity virgin anymore. Virgin. Me being a virgin. Colton is a virgin. It's probably because I'm a virgin. Losing your virgin, though. My virginity. Losing my virginity. My virginity. I was around this many virgins. Well... Oh my gosh, and that total is 57 times that they said virgin this season. Also, you know, alternatives were virginity. But um, ladies, that means it's time's up. We are ready to hear your beautiful (laughs) words. This is like a bachelor date challenge, honestly. Yes, this is. Um, Sarah, because you are the expert on all things bachelor, you go first. Okay, so I wrote an acoustic poem. I think that's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> With the word. So I took Colton's name, oh. and then I wrote a phrase or word for each letter in his name. Wow. I think the last time I did well this was done. the first Under pressure. Good Creative. Job. Okay, let's have it. C is for Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. O is for Anyeka, an mm. eliminated contestant. Great. L is for love. Okay. T is for Tia, Colton's ex-girlfriend. Yep. O is for over the fence. Mm-hmm. And N is for... Not a virgin? Question mark. <laughs> oh my God! How do I follow oh, that? That was thank you, everyone. Oh, thank you. Wow, Sarah. I took a creative snapped. writing class. Okay, Sarah snapped. is also an online writer, an active one who has she's to crank out a bajillion posts a day. Oh my God! You guys she's, are so she's bitter, fluent. Bitter. Yeah, we're bitter. She's fluent. You shouldn't have gone first. She should have gone last. That was a huge mistake on my part. Sharon, please take it away. I mean, I'm like ten years out of school. That's this is not fair. Sure. Um, I wrote this in iambic pentameter, like, oh my <laughs> like Julia Stiles' character. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Quentin, getting nervous you. for us. This is a horrible no, challenge. You guys, I'm just kidding. I did not. Okay. Oh. I was excited. Literally, I got two lines. Okay, that's fine. And all it was was Colton, you're usually a bore, but that fence job jump made my heart sore. And that's all I got. Oh. I thought you were going to say something about being a whore. She rhymed. But like, that's all I got. Yeah. Oh and then I, I tried to do more, but honestly, the virgin was like, yeah. All I heard was virgin, and I couldn't think anymore. Well, so. uh, Sarah could think, and Gwen, oh. you're up next, my friend. All right, so I've written a haiku. Oh, yes. I'm not quite but. sure that the iambic pentameter is correct. However, <laughs> it's my interpretation of a haiku, okay. and that's cool. Yes, that is. I can, I've got poetic license, you're if you will. poem, Gwen. Okay, my poem is entitled, Virginity is Overrated. And a title. <laughs> oh, my and God, a title. A title. That was so good. formal. That was like Gwen Flamberg. Colton. 
so lame, a virgin. Nothing could be less attractive. Lame. <laughs> wow, and she insulted him at the same time. Sex shaming. <laughs> that was amazing. That was so. I'm just was, expressing. It was dramatic. I'm expressing my dramatic feelings about. Colton, and quite honestly, yes. this entire season, because yes. seriously, who wants to be with a freaking virgin? Oh, oh my gosh, Glenn, from your lips to not Colton's ears, but many people, many Bachelor Nation fans, and many people in Bachelor can, Nation. Can we put this in the next issue of Us Weekly? Yeah, <laughs> so like four page forever in <laughs> And then my final crappy third grade rhyme. Colton, my dear, you are such a treat on my TV screen like a fine hunk of meat. If the show doesn't work, call me, baby, I'm here. Don't bother being straight. It's more fun to be queer. Time I to swear do that. to God, I didn't. I thought about it earlier. I was like, oh, should I do this? But I don't want it to be unfair. So, any. I should have taken some poetry classes. I mean, you, you know what, Sharon? You'll be back for another installment oh of White Girls Can't Rap When They Can Write Bad Poetry. Um, but but for, we are, I think we're done with Colton. Let's move on to Kardashian I'm not land. Over it. Are you not over I'm it? I'm trying oh, to be. You can, you can. Okay. Because what there, are the Kardashians there's so doing much dirty? happening with the Kardashians, as always, but it looks like we are finally through the tunnel on all this Jordan Woods mess. Perhaps. Until it airs on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Until it airs on Keeping Up with True. the Kardashians. Um, Chloe was tweeting. Sarah, what was Chloe tweeting? First, she was angry when Red Table. Did everyone watch Red Table Talk? Oh, by the way, I last didn't. Week? I didn't because honestly, like, I just find Kardashian role play that we do way more entertaining yeah. than Red Talk Table. And <laughs> Red Talk last week's, Red last table week's, talk. Last week's Red, installment, sorry. if you didn't catch it on, on uh, our Hollywood podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, I feel really just weird about all of this because I still can't really figure out, you know, I'm the naysayer of the group, but like, I still just don't believe that Jordan Woods would sacrifice her future, her current and future livelihood for a guy who like has been proven to be a cheater. Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not buying it. Well, Chloe wasn't really buying it either she because when Jordan's Red Table Talk came out on Friday, within <laughs> like a minutes of it being out, Chloe tweeted, why are you lying at Jordan Woods if you're going to try and save yourself by going public instead of calling me privately to apologize All first? in caps. At least be in caps honest about your story. By the way, you are the reason my family broke up. Because, because of you watched it. Jada asked her, do you think you're the reason they broke up? And Jordan is like, I know I'm not, which that was the mistake. She didn't just say no. She yes. said, I know I'm not. Oh, and I'm aggressive. like, Girl. Aggressive. Yeah. And she has no reason to do that or, no. you know, she can't really. She shouldn't yeah. speak on someone else's relationship do like that. that. Nope. Yeah. But that Chloe did backtrack. The next, the next So the next day, day clearly, you know, people, and she also, she tweeted the, on Friday, she was like, I know Tristan's to blame too, but he's handling it privately. I would attack him publicly if he was doing interviews, which again, kind of fair. But the next day, you know, she had time to think about it and she apologized. And wait, she wait, said, wait. She did. Check yourself well, because she did not apologize. Read the tweet. Apologized. No, no, read the tweet. That's not an apology, my friend. This has been an awful week. And I know everyone is sick of hearing about it. No, we're not. No, As we're, am I. To clarify, yeah, we're no. not, we're not yeah, sick Chloe, of hearing please. about it. Yeah. I'm a roller coaster of emotions, and I've said things I shouldn't have. Kind of an apology. Mm-mm. Honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't as a, wasn't such a shock as the first time. What's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me, someone whom I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. Which was a better tweet. Yeah. More, it was more spot on. 
And she didn't absolve Jordan of blame. She also did not apologize. She was very careful not to apologize. It's inter- It's so interesting when celebrities take to social media to apologize, whether you have some weird rambling non-apology from, like, Roseanne or you have, mm-hmm. like, a direct, like, tearful apology like Logan Paul. But this was this was not an apology, my friend. So if you were ever in an argument with someone, you're like, but I apologized. For the record, this is not an apology. Yeah, wow. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she said... Um, uh, I said things I shouldn't have. It's the family thing. I'm telling you, she yeah. watched that that talk with Jordan was probably like fine until Jordan started speaking about speaking out of turn about her relationship and why it ended and yeah. all that stuff. And that's what set her off. And that's why she said backtracked a little bit and was like, you're not really the reason because they were already having issues. But I wouldn't consider it didn't this help. Apology. Girlfriend. Yeah. It's, it was so interesting this time after Tristan cheated. Remember last time it was totally quiet on the social media front because uh, Chloe was giving birth yes. in Cleveland. And now that she's uh, not in the middle of giving birth, she's been liking shady tweets that have really gone in on Tristan and Jordan. She's been cryptic quoting up a storm every day on Instagram <laughs> stories. There's all kinds of things about a broken heart, about a cheater, about moving. It, it's been very interesting. And she's, you know, admirably and typically for Chloe, candid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I like. But it's also been so crazy that we've seen this story that Kylie Jenner and Travis had some issues. Kylie apparently, per sources, told us that she saw that he was messaging some girls inappropriately on Instagram. Goes are, down we in know DMs. that it happens. It always goes down on the DMs. It always, it always goes down on the DMs. But then he temporarily deleted Instagram. And our source said that Kylie believed Travis that he didn't cheat. Although I guess it depends on your definition of cheating. Is like sending inappropriate messages with the girl on Instagram cheating? Oh, that's worse than physical cheating. You think so? Absolutely. Oh, see if it, I don't know. Oh, I think Sharon, an emotional think? affair is way worse because then somebody's up in their head. If somebody has a one night stand, okay. Really? But what Who if cares? they don't? What if there's no physical contact? What if a girl sends him a picture of her boobs and he writes back? Yeah, baby, send me more. And she sends another picture. I'm not taking this from a personal. <laughs> but what do you think about that? If, if he's how many it, times did they go back and forth? Like, if it was just once or twice, then who really cares? I'm sure there are like so many people who send people. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Like one offs to it, but like if they developed a relationship and for four to six weeks they were going back and forth, sexting like every night, that is is an emotional relationship. It becomes. She's in his head. And that, to me, is, like, much more damaging than if, you know, somebody, Tristan's traveling and in another city for a game and, like, has a one-night stand with some thought who he doesn't even know her name and he never speaks to her again. Who cares about that? Whatever. You marry a professional athlete, their whole thing is about their body. They're going to cheat on you when they're in other cities. Take it from somebody who had an affair with a pro athlete. Did I say that? Just a just a oh, little just a leave little it. splash. Just I'm shaking like Colton after Cassie dumped him. That was beautiful. That was artfully done. But I'm just saying it, it's it's true. You know that's listen. Like I'm a beauty editor. I could like do anybody's hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone who's like a pro athlete. Their their entire self worth, their whole ego is in their body. Yeah. And our our girls. I mean, I guess 
listen, from my experience, I've talked to, okay, I've talked to Instagram queen Courtney Stodden, who once <laughs> oh told me, <laughs> Courtney Stodden told me that her inbox is flooded by men who are just sending her, her pictures of their junk, Ugh. like not even messages or just like, and that, she was like, that's disgusting. Like no girl has ever responded to, well, she's making generalizations, that has ever responded to just a, a random dick pic sent their way. But I, I, I guess girls would be sending him something similar, trying to, like, engage him in some way. I don't even know how yeah. it gets started in the DMs. Probably. But he also might be messaging them, being like, hey, you're looking good in that last Instagram photo. And it goes back and forth. I agree with Gwen. I think it's if it's an ongoing thing, it becomes an issue and you're talking to them every day. It's more of a relationship. I can forgive that other than, like, having a one-night mistake or something. I mean, then you go into, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. I don't know. It gets really messy. But I also don't believe humans are, like, meant to be monogamous. And yeah. So I, have, oh, so oh, I have a whole either. other thing. Don't worry, that. Sarah. We're not going to shame you if you believe. <laughs> I think, no, honestly, in my 20s, in my 20s, I, I didn't believe that. But, like, uh, yeah. now as I've got, gotten older, I feel yeah. like it's just really, really hard. So, yeah. I don't know. And I also think when it comes to, like, in the DMs, if you're sending a photo that's more cheaty than it is just, like, a message. Although it depends on what the muscle is. It's so, it's so, so circumstantial. It's a fine line. A fine yeah. line. <laughs> so whatever her line is, Kylie, as we know, is still with him. And our sources have also said that they were not arguing a lot. This was just like a, a random thing that happened. Sarah, do you have any thoughts? You look very upset once we said we are not necessarily on board with um, universal monogamy. monogamy. You know, um, no, I I want Kylie to be happy. And I think, you know, maybe maybe there is something you can do on Instagram, which is close your DMs and have it not open. Boo. So if Travis Scott really loved her it's and little realistic. stormy. No. No, he I also just think that, that those two are children. They're babies. They but they yes. have a baby also. Yeah, but just because babies have a baby doesn't mean that it's going to make them mature. Like, that's, I think, a very common misconception. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the best part about Kylie Jenner is that she's worth a billion dollars. So <laughs> she should just, like, focus on that, you know? Oh, my God. It's it's unbelievable. She did hit that benchmark yes. this week. People were shocked. Of course, it reignites the debate. The self-made Is she debate. a self-made billionaire? And you know what? Either way, she's got a lot more money than us. Here's, she here's sure honestly what I think, you guys, yes. about that. And, you know, Kylie Cosmetics is really what she's become a billionaire yeah. on. And I've studied this quite a bit. Yes, she had some capital to start with. She also has her momager, Kris Jenner, sure. who has, like, made all of their businesses kind of happen and keep mm-hmm. rolling. But she has put a lot of work into Kylie Cosmetics. And... You know, self-made, I don't know, but she does deserve some credit for building that business. And apparently, from what I've read, is that she had no investors. It was all her own money to start. So that's why they're using that word. Right. But her money to start is money that she— Exactly. Of course. And it's incredible quality cosmetics, Kylie Cosmetics. It's terrible quality. Oh, I have a a few I thought it was so good. No, I think it's kind of terrible quality. But people— With Kylie Cosmetics, and here's why I think that it is such an important brand, Mm -hmm. Kylie Cosmetics is what created the notion of the drop, which is now what so many direct-to-consumer brands are all about. Mm -hmm. It's not really about the product as much as it is about the image of owning it. It's Mm -hmm. like they've, they've, she has made beauty status item again, which mm. is really fun. Mm. You know, I think that from a beauty industry standpoint, it's interesting and it's cool. Mm. And it's like, it's not about like, does this lip kit 
dry my lips out to Which feel it does, like but the Sahara Desert. It it's terrible. On. Yeah, it's really hard to get it off. I know. I was, a, I was a Kylie it's, lip kit for Halloween a few years ago. That's funny. You what were? shade? What shade? Brilliant. I was ginger. Nice. I like that. I'll I like show you a picture lot. later. Oh, I'm really uh, excited about that. So, you know, it's really less about the quality and more about creating that desire. Mm-hmm. That was quite honestly kind of missing in the beauty industry before Kylie came along with Kylie's lip kit. I like that. So give her credit. I like that a lot. I like that you could tip your hat to her and also sort of rib her a little bit for quality, which I expect. Uh, We'll leave it on a final note. Demi Lovato and Henry Levy, not that anyone expected them to get married. Um, uh, They have called it quits. And Demi, as we know. Demi. (laughs) Demi. Sorry, Demi. Demi. Do you call her Demi? I call her Demi. Demi. Um, she, to she me is like more. She emerged <laughs> from rehab last year, mm-hmm. and then she was spotted with this guy who we knew also to be sober. If you know anything about the program, yes. a lot of people say no, you no, are not no, supposed no. to date for your first year, but right? hey, to each their own. This is your sobriety. This is your journey, your path, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yes, we have confirmed with the sources that they have broken up. We also confirmed that Demi was recently in, took a little treatment facility trip mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks just to sort of tune up. Our sources said she did not relapse since her last overdose relapse, but she was just sort of doing maintenance and she's taking her sobriety very seriously. Well, I'm really glad to see that she's taking care of yes. herself. Yes. Yes. And not putting any guy first. Right. Totally. No, I don't like, I don't want her to lean on anyone like that. No, but I would not say no to a far in the future reconciliation with Wilmer Valderrama. That would be amazing. <gasps> oh also, we can all ship that. She needs so. to make up with Nick Jonas already. Like, what's going yeah, on what there? What is going so on there, Brody? Guys, there's just so much beef. They've had people, she had a, a manager in common. There was right, uh, There right. were some people in the management team that they sort of had a falling out over. Nick is still close to some of them. She is not. Oh. There were just some people that they shared in common and uh, you know, when you d- divvy it up like that, there can be some beef. Well, now that Great the Jonas beef. Brothers are back, it's just giving me all of my, you know, when I wasn't watching 90210, I was watching the Disney Channel <laughs> and I was a, as a big <laughs> camp rock girl. I would love to see Demi back out there with the Joe Bros. Maybe we'll spot her in the audience. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for another chapter of our Hot Hollywood podcast. Please subscribe. Let us know what you want us to talk about in next week in the comments. Let us know any feedback, and we will see you again next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.